listening to Sermons at St. Mary's, homilies of Father Don Nectarius Hawk, recorded live at St. Mary's Antiochian Orthodox Christian Church in Omaha, Nebraska. Let us attend. At that time, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha received him into her house. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at Jesus' feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went to Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But Jesus answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. One thing is needful. Mary has chosen the good portion, which shall not be taken away from her. As Jesus said this, a woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts that you sucked. But Jesus said, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Please be seated. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Christ is in our midst. Amen. Beloved, we come to this first great feast of the Nativity season, which is fitting, obviously, because since this season is a time of preparation, I'll talk about our hearts, to become, or to, in a deeper way, I should say, to become or continue to be the temples of the Holy Spirit, for God dwells within us by the power of His Spirit. We hear a story tonight about a temple and about the young girl Mary, who was, who was by the way, only three years old when uh, these, this event happened. You, as you were following along with the hymns, we saw a, um, an event that unfolded. Her parents, Joachim and Anna, who were barren before this. Most of us probably know the story. Uh, they had, in their very fervent prayers and fasting, had beseeched God for a child. And Anna, especially as Hannah of old, in the Old Testament, made a vow to the Lord and said, if you provide for us, Lord, we will give this child back to you. We will offer this child to you for your service. And of course, we know the story. The Lord heard their prayer, and a daughter was born to them, the Most Holy Theotokos. That's the backdrop of this story. When she was three, they fulfilled that vow. They never forgot what they had promised to God, and so they brought her to the temple. And this is the event that we celebrate. She went into the temple, in a miraculous way, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a second here, 
She went into the temple in a miraculous way and dwelt there, being ministered to by the angels and also taking the time to reflect and meditate on the scriptures and especially on the Incarnation, the prophecies of the Old Testament. The Holy Spirit had put it into her heart most deeply that this was an event that she not only longed for herself, but also understood, in, at least in her limited way, uh, how it was God would come and visit his people. And then, of course, we know that at, in the fulfillment of time, at the fullness of time, the Archangel Gabriel came to her when she was a young teenager. She'd been in the temple for a few years, several years. And her heart had been prepared by the Lord for this great event where she would say to the archangel, May it done to me, be it done unto me according to your word. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. I have a, a letter here from His Grace Bishop Thomas. Bishop Thomas Joseph is one of our auxiliary bishops in the Diocese of West Virginia. Technically, the Diocese of Oakland, Charleston, and the Mid-Atlantic. Right? And uh, Bishop Thomas writes some beautiful letters to not only to his, his uh, brothers, his, the clergy of the diocese that he serves, but also to any one of us who would like to have them. And I signed up on his list a long time ago, and I have not been disappointed at all. His words have been encouraging. His words have been uplifting. I want to read to you a letter tonight that he sent out recently regarding this particular feast. He says, Greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The feast of the entrance of the Most Holy Theotokos into the temple is a spiritual foreshadowing of our entrance into the heavenly kingdom. Wow. Just starting off with a powerful statement. Let me read that again. The feast of the entrance of the Most Holy Theotokos into the temple is a spiritual foreshadowing of our entrance into the heavenly kingdom. This foreshadowing provides us with our own preparation for entrance into the heavenly realm. In addition, the feast provides us with an example of the necessary synergy or cooperation between us and God in the spiritual struggle. And then he goes on to enumerate that. He says, according to holy tradition, the most holy child was placed on the first step of the temple. It seemed that the child could not make it up this stairway. But just as she was placed on the first step, strengthened by the power of God, she quickly went up the remaining steps and ascended to the highest one. Her zeal and love for God compelled her to climb the remaining 14 steps in spite of her tender age of three. When the Most Holy Theotokos entered the Holy of Holies, she remained there communing with the triune God and being ministered to by angels. St. John Maximovich remarks that she was not immune from the frailty of human nature. We don't consider her a goddess, by the way, in the Orthodox Church. We don't even go so far as even in the Roman Catholic Church where they say she's a mediatrix, co-suffering with Christ 
and those sufferings that she had as a mother, a maternal, her maternal sufferings, unique to her, obviously, were a, a foundational part of our redemption. We don't go that far in the Orthodox Church. No, we believe, beloved, that she was not immune because she entered into this world as a fallen human being. Here's what he says to St. John Maximovich. Despite the righteousness and the immaculateness of life which the Mother of God led, which obviously she was prepared to while she was in the temple, sin and eternal death manifested their presence in her. They could not but be manifested. Such is the precise and faithful teaching of the Orthodox Church concerning the Mother of God with relation to original sin and death. A stranger to any fall into sin, St. Ambrose says. She was not a stranger to sinful temptations. God alone is without sin. While man will always have in himself something yet needing correction and perfection in order to fulfill the commandment of God. And that commandment, of course, we first read in the book of Leviticus. Be ye holy as I, the Lord your God, am holy. The more perfect and pure one is, the more he notices his imperfections and considers himself all the more unworthy. She struggled ascetically for nine years in the temple, communing with God, assisting the needy, and engaging in handcrafts. That's why with some of the icons of the Annunciation, in fact, I'm thinking that one might be up there, uh, she was, yes, she's holding in her hand a spindle and a cloth that she was embroidering or, or putting together when the archangel came to her. The Mother of God grew in holiness, grew in holiness and love for God and all mankind in direct relation to her ascetical efforts. We would do well to learn from the example of the Most Holy Theotokos. No spiritual, no spiritual growth, beloved, can occur without our willingness to engage in the ascetical struggle. Her engagement in that ascetical struggle came when she was standing on that first step. And by the way, it, many of us perhaps don't know this, but those of us who go to, God willing, who go to the Holy Land in pilgrimage next year will know and see that the steps that were constructed in those days, the Roman steps, were not like our normal steps about this high. They were like this high, almost twice the size. So think about that for a minute. Take note of the fact that here's a three-year-old small child who might have been just barely taller than the step. <laughs> who with great effort, ascetical effort, as the fathers say, not only went and got up on that first step, but then the Holy Spirit came upon her and gave her strength. As he does with us as well. When we, you and I, engage in the ascetical struggle, when we embrace the battle, the spiritual battle, and do the internal work that God calls us to do, resisting temptation, confronting and controlling our thoughts that come in that want to take us away from the light and into the darkness, actively loving one another, 
obeying the Lord's commandments. When we do all of those things, doesn't the Lord come to us and strengthen us? In fact, His abundant grace is, is lavished out upon us so that we might do more, so that we might expand our efforts, so that we might move forward with, with power, the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't get weary. I can imagine the Mother of God probably got a little tired going up those 15 steps. But that's not the point. The point is that she engaged in the struggle. She believed that God would help her and strengthen her. All throughout her life, she did that. And as such, beloved, she is the supreme example for us. Bishop Thomas ends his letter with, let us heed her example while there is still time. So, beloved, let us heed her example. And even more than that, let us ask for her prayers, her intercessions, because she is at the head of the procession interceding for us, isn't she? Always interceding for us in her motherly, maternal, nurturing way, asking her son to grant salvation and mercy and goodness to us, his people. So let's celebrate with joy this feast this day and draw near to the Most Holy Theotokos. Most Holy Theotokos, save us. Christ is in our midst. Thanks for listening. Find us online by searching St. Mary Orthodox Omaha or at facebook.com forward slash stmaryomaha. Oh.